This episode of Just the Right Book is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get on your way to being your best self. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash right book. We are living in stressful times, and the hustle and bustle of the holidays can make it even more stressful. If you're considering starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the best-for-you licensed therapist. Now is the time to give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WriteBook today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WriteBook. This is Roxanne Cody. Thanks for listening. And now back to Just the Right Book. This is Just the Right Book, and I'm Roxanne Cody of R.J. Julia Booksellers. Each week, I hope to bring to you the stories behind the books, talking with some of the very best contemporary nonfiction authors, books that are timeless and charming, provocative and of the moment, the conversations you want to hear about the books you need to read. This is Roxanne Cody with R.J. Julia Booksellers. Welcome to Just the Right Book Shorts. I am joined by Billy Goldstein, my fellow reader, writer, book critic on NBC. And, you know, Billy and I always manage to come up with books that the other one of us either hasn't read or haven't heard of, which just makes our to-be-read pile bigger. But what our goal is today, this is airing Thanksgiving week. And there's, you know, it's been pretty tricky out there news-wise. And, you know, I always think of the E.B. White quote, I wake up trying to decide whether to save the world or savor the world, which makes it hard to plan the day. My God, what a great quote, Roxanne. I did not know that. (laughs) So sort of in the same vein, I find myself torn between becoming obsessed with the news and wanting to be distracted. So we're going to focus on being distracted. And uh, the first book that I'll mention is Danny Shapiro's Signal Fires, which is now out in paperback. And I would say Signal Fires is perfect fiction in this regard. You very quickly meet these two families that live on Division Street in, you know, every town America. And a series of events that create secrets infiltrate the lives of both families in ways that are predictable and unpredictable. But Danny's understanding of human nature, the story itself, the understanding that you wish people would have sooner than later just makes you whip through this book. You become very attached to the characters. Uh, I guarantee that it will distract you, entertain you, and just remind you what great fiction can do. So I'm going to start with Signal Fires. What do you got, Billy? Well, 
happy Thanksgiving. I'm so glad that the theme of this podcast is what we are thankful for, what we can savor, and also what books uh, we should save you know, on our uh, reading pile to recommend to others. I think that's another way of saving books is to tell other people about them. And yes, great fiction. I have a different example of what great fiction can do. It is a new novel published just a, you know, a couple of weeks ago now. Edith Holler, yes, that's yelling, Edith Holler, H-O-L-L-E-R, by a novelist named Edward Carey, who is really one of my favorite novelists, has become one of my favorite writers, and I just find too many people do not know who he is. Mm. And I, you know, I have taken it as a kind of personal mission over the last five or six years to recommend the books of his that I've discovered. So this new book, Edith Holler, is set in Norwich, England, you know, a small city in England. And the main character, Edith Holler, is a 12-year-old girl who lives in a theater in this provincial town. And her family is a theatrical family, but there is also a curse on her. It's, of course, you'll learn exactly why this is so that she cannot leave this theater. And so the novel is her voice. It's a first-person narrative in Edith's voice. And Edward Carey just perfectly captures the, the strange life of this young girl, the strange life around her, and her wonder at the world and her sadness. It's, it's a kind of menacing novel because, as she says, I have stories you know, enough stories for, you know, days and weeks. But my true gift, I think she says, is that I'm a teller of terrible secrets. And so we learn these secrets that she has about uh, what's going on with missing children in Norwich in 1901, and then the strange history of this town. So it's Mm. it's a melancholy book in many ways. It's a menacing book in many ways. It's spooky, but it is just brilliant and something really to savor. I mean, as you say, E.B. White uh, isn't sure about saving or savoring. This is really something to savor the the local color of the time and Edward Carey's imagination. Now, the other thing is he also does illustrations in his novels. It's not a graphic novel. He does kind of spot illustrations. So those are a gift too. And if you read Edith Holler, I'm sure you will love Edward Carey as much as I do. And you'll go back to his earlier books, including a magnificent book called Little, which was published five years ago and is a reimagination of the story of Madame Tussaud. So Edward Carey is is a writer I have always been thankful for. All right. I have not read him, so I will pick him up. You know, I'll add that to the pile. So the book that I uh, just finished actually last night is The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. Now, James McBride could write a cereal box as far (laughs) as I'm concerned. You know, starting with his memoir, The Color of Water, to his book about James Brown. I just, I love the way he writes. You could tell he's a jazz musician because there's a rhythm to how he writes. This latest book is set in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, 
and it's set in the 30s. And it's about a dilapidated neighborhood where immigrant Jews and African-Americans have lived side by side, dealing with their ambitions, their sorrows. There is an array of characters that on one level you might consider farcical. There's like so many of them with crazy names, you know, like paper and fats. But at the core of the story, which does have an element of mystery, at the core of the story is a brilliant portrayal of the restrictions and challenges for Blacks and Jews to survive in a world in the United States that still had signs that said no Jews, no coloreds. And by, again, like back to what we talked about in another episode, when you see a story realized through characters' day-to-day lives, the impact of the societal statement you are trying to make is that much more powerful. And uh, the characters in this book, like Nate and Addie and Hona and Moisha, are will live in my brain for a very, very long time. This is, ju- you've got to surrender to it. At the beginning, you feel like a little confused. You just got to surrender to it and you will be well rewarded. I agree completely. I second everything you've said and uh, I couldn't agree more. You read it, right, Billy? Yes, I did. I read it earlier this year. I loved it. And, you know, just as we were talking on the last podcast about, you know, the Middle East crisis, I mean, you get here, you know, the pers- the perspectives of two different communities and and yet also the way they live together mm-hmm. in cooperation and then uh, historical difficulties and differences. And it's it's just a beautiful book that that sees every character mm-hmm. in it whole and as human. And as you read it, you feel the humanity of the author and the humanity poured into understanding these historical crises and the roots of of issues that we're also living out today. James McBride has a front seat. I mean, his mother was Jewish and his father was Black. Yes. Uh, which, I mean, if any of you haven't read The Color of Water, like run to your nearest bookstore and get a copy of Color of Water and pick up uh, heaven and Earth grocery store. This episode of Just the Right Book is brought to you by Better Help. Get on your way to being your best self. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash right book. We are living in stressful times, and the hustle and bustle of the holidays can make it even more stressful. If you're considering starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with the best-for-you licensed therapist. Now is the time to give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash WriteBook today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WriteBook. This is Roxanne Cody. Thanks for listening. And now back to Just the Right Book. So, Billy, what do you have for our fourth book to distract? I thought that I would talk about something almost impossible to talk about on a podcast is Roz Chast's new book, I Must Be Dreaming, because, of course, how do you talk about, without any visuals, the brilliant and beautiful and odd work of Roz Chast? If you know Roz Chast, then you know Roz Chast, the cartoonist for The New Yorker, and also her uh, her wonderful graphic memoir, Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, which was about mm-hmm. parents, elderly parents and their aging. But this is a book of Roz Chast's dreams, literally. She keeps a dream journal. She did, as she tells us in, in this book, keep a dream journal when she was a teenager. And she, a few years ago, began to do this. And so she wakes up and she'll make notes about her dreams so that she can draw them. And it's just a stunning and odd book. As she said, dreams are free entertainment. I love I love that line. And also that if she is the director, as it were, of these movies as they are unspooling in her brain <laughs> or in our brains, why do we not know what is actually going to happen next? I mean, we're the director, but we don't know what's going to happen next. So she makes all kinds of comments on dreams, but her dreams are as weird as anyone's. And she tries to, of course, synthesize them into one page. So it's not like you're listening to your loved one wake up and tell you about their dreams, which we all know is not always the most interesting of morning conversations. But in Roz Chast's hands, literally, she draws them and draws us into them. And as as weird as the dreams can be, uh, she she says, for example, one is about Danny DeVito, and she draws that. Why is Danny DeVito in her dream? She doesn't even think about Danny DeVito in real life. Mm -hmm. So, But the last part of the book, I I think everyone who knows Roz Chast's work will know what distinctive handwriting she has, because of course that's always part of her cartoons. Um, And so there's really a very edifying, illuminating epilogue to this book, which is about the literature of dreams and the various ways in which they've been interpreted, not only by Freud, but by other cultures and other thinkers. And so you learn a lot and you get a tour of Roz Chast's brain and you will find ultimate and wonderful distraction, I think, in I Must Mm -hmm. Be Dreaming. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, you can't, that can't help but make you happy to be and of course now I now I want to look at that book too so but a psychiatrist friend of mine said in talking about dreams since this is a book show that the content of the dreams do tell you something that are unresolved or resolved but there's a really bad editor (laughs) 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 So So it doesn't quite have the shape and form uh, that you might have if there were a good editor up there editing your dream. (laughs) Writers need good editors and dreamers need good editors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Billy, thank you very much. And to you and to our listeners, these are times when 
it feels really tough to think about being thankful when so much seems upended and in array, disarray. And so, I mean, what what I try to do, and I hope it works for others, and I know this is not exactly novel, is to think about the small things and develop a sense of appreciation for, you know, a tree with its leaves down, for a call with a friend, for time with family or friends, or time for a walk. Mm. uh, Or, of course, time for a good book. So, warmest wishes to you, Billy, for a happy Thanksgiving and lots of time to get to read. Thank you, Roxanne. And again, I couldn't agree with more, couldn't agree more with what you've just said. Thank you. Great. So thanks to all of you. Uh, you've been listening to Just the Right Book Shorts. You can write to us at podcast at rjjulia.com. Please subscribe, tell your friends, let us know anything else you'd like us to cover or not cover or say or not say. We probably won't do a good job of listening to telling us what not to say, but Thanks very much and wishing you all a a really happy Thanksgiving. You are listening to Just the Right Book with Roxanne Cody, brought to you by Lit Hub Radio. The show is produced by Roxanne Cody, Michael Selleck, and Lit Hub Radio. Our editor is Gino Cardone at Pleasant Podcast. The original theme music is by Kurt Feldman. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am Roxanne Cody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any comments, observations, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at justtherightbook at rjjulia.com.